Hey, y'all. This is definitely not Merritt's voice today. It is me, Kevin, and we got producer Andrew on. Welcome to episode 38, if I'm not mistaken, 38 for season two, episode 90 overall. Is that right? Um, I believe so. I can check the... Yeah, double check that. I think we're, we are making our way closer and closer to episode 100, everyone. Um, right now, so it's just me and Andrew today. For those that don't know, Merritt is hiking his way throughout the entire state of Canada. Uh, he is still has service somehow. So Merritt, when you hear this episode, don't laugh at us and don't yell at us because I know you will because you're going to think we don't know what we're talking about. But I'm excited to have producer Andrew back. He's rocking out here. Um, and me, I've just been enjoying some time off uh, since it was my birthday this past weekend. And, you know, FYI, just to give you a little heads up, we're going to be coming out with another We Out Here. Uh, if you guys saw the Instagram, we added a new segment uh, just for Merit out here to give us a little spice to our We Out Here episodes. So get excited for that. And I believe you'll see that We Out Here episode at least probably by the end of the week, Andrew, right? Yeah. This episode should be out around the middle of the week, and then the We Out Here will be out just after it or just before it. Yeah. So get excited. Make sure you like and comment the episodes. You'll have my sister, uh, Master Chalanthropist Geraldine May Cueva, on our episode as well. Uh, as she accompanied me to Yankee Stadium to watch the Yankees play the Rangers. And honestly, I picked a good day because thank God the Yankees actually won because they have been <laughs> sucking ass right now. So, yeah. So we're going to re- really basically go through a simple episode. We're going to give you our jerseys. We're going to give you a talk about some of the news that has come out lately with, with WVU and the NBA, so that's what's going on right now. And... That will probably and that'll be the episode. This might be the shortest episode ever, but we'll see. Lord only knows I can go on and on forever and we just make it happen. All right. So well, first off, Andrew, we're here. And last time we checked, we weren't gonna see you for months. Are yeah, are we allowed to tell um, the people what happened? So basically, um, I was supposed to go on study abroad for a number of weeks in Eastern Europe, mostly centered in the Czech Republic. Um, However, there's a group of countries that all signed this international law that says that your passport has to be a certain amount before it expires to enter the country because basically like, I guess some people will go on vacation and then their passport expires, and then their visa runs out, but they don't have a passport, so they can't leave. Oh. Um, so I was not aware of this at all, uh, which is probably ignorance on my part. Um, and the school did not mention this to anyone. Um, so when I arrived at the airport, I checked in, I checked my bag, and then I got told that I was not authorized to get on the airplane because I wasn't allowed to enter the country. Um, so I had to get my bags back. I had to get on the phone with the airline. It was like a whole thing. Um, but yeah, uh, I tried to talk to the state department and get like a 24 hour passport or an emergency passport or something. And they were all booked up. They didn't have any meetings or anything. 
uh, and I couldn't authorize one to be expedited to me. Um, so moral of the story is uh, make sure your passport's good for where you want to go. Um, I figured that just being not expired would have been fine, but it's not really the case. So it is what it is, you know? Yeah, that's crazy. I can't believe that like, they wouldn't have like told you anything about it or whatever. Yeah. So shame on you, know. school, for fucking <laughs> yeah, that I up. I figured it would be like in the like they it mentioned like make sure you have like a non-expired passport. But like it didn't say anything about like dates or anything like that. And I thought it would have said something like on the airline, because if you right. with a lot of airlines, I guess now, if you cancel before your flight takes off you either get like a partial refund a full refund or you get like credit with the airline and they don't make us make money on that flight um to the degree that they would if you had flown so i imagine mm. they would want you to know but um yeah it was, it was disappointing and upsetting but you know sometimes stuff happens it'll all be all right yeah super super sad but honestly we're happy that you're here you know you'll get to enjoy the rest of your summer in america and then Hopefully, maybe next year we get you on that trip next year. So, yeah, fingers crossed so. for that one. Yes. All right. So, we shall just go ahead and talk about our weekly sports update. Uh, first up, shout out to the Denver Nuggets winning the NBA championship. A well-deserved win for the Nuggets. Um, I'm pretty sure I definitely didn't want the Heat to win. So, yeah. I'm happy that <laughs> Jokic got his ring. It was yep. well deserved all the way around. Like I think people have been sugarcoating the Nuggets and oh they played this team th like that and oh you know the Lakers weren't fully retooled or oh the Suns didn't have all their bench players. But at the end of the day, they won the championship and they need yep. to need people need to really put some damn respect on their name because they did it the hard old fashioned way. They didn't just get a bunch of stars and load them up. They're all home. Majority of them are all homegrown with a couple of key signings. You know, yep. think about the lineup that they have. You know, Jokic drafted during a damn Taco Bell commercial. <laughs> you know, yep. Jamal Murray, seventh overall pick. You know, lottery pick in Michael Porter Jr. You're talking Aaron Gordon, a, a huge, huge, significant uh, trade deadline trade to the Nuggets, yep. which was end up being huge for them in the finals. Him coming up big, making some clutch buckets and clutch rebounds and good defensive movements there. You're talking with great drafting and and getting. Uh, is it Jeff Braun? Um, I believe his name is Braun, but I don't know if his first name is Jeff. Yeah, I don't know what uh, what the guy from Kansas. Christian Way to take Braun. It. Christian Braun. Shout out to you, Christian Braun. Well, um, I should say one of the announcers calls him Brown. One of them calls him Braun. So I'm pretty sure it should be Braun, B-R-A-U-N. But yeah. Shout out to Christian Braun. Great drafting on the Nuggets UK. part there. Yup. And then you're talking about Bruce Brown, a hell of a yep. pickup from the Nets from free agency. Jeff Green bringing some, you know, veteran leadership on that end and coming up clutch, having to have a little bit bigger of a body down there, you know, and just all the way around, just kudos to Nuggets. Any thoughts, Andrew? Um, Well, yeah, the Nuggets, they've been trying at it for a while. They've always been, like, one of the big teams, and a lot of people have been saying in recent years, like, do they have what it takes to, like, 
actually win the ring. And I think it was good for Jokic in his career to solidify that and great for Jamal Murray. And I'm glad to see Aaron Gordon do good. Uh, he Me was too. it up after um, he's great. Um, he's actually weirdly, I just want to mention this. I feel like he's been in the NBA like way longer than he has. You know what it is, is because we keep forgetting he came into the league when he was only 19. Oh, so like yeah. he was so young. So like, he, he it says, yeah, Aaron Gordon, like eight or nine year veteran, but it's because he's been there for so long. Yep. And I honestly think it's justification he gets a ring after he has been yeah. robbed not only once, but twice in an NBA slam dunk contest. Yeah. Yeah. He deserves he deserves some respect. Um yeah, and um the their coach was going crazy at the parade. I love to see when the coaches go like have fun and stuff. That's always and- good. I'm pretty sure, didn't he end up getting a tattoo of the Nugget with the trophy? That's so badass. Yeah, I think he might even be, like, in it himself. Like, it might be, like, him and their mascot or something. It's it's a cool tattoo. Merritt sent a picture of it to the chat. I know that. I love it. I love it. Shout out to him. And I forgot that, and I'd be wrong if I didn't, you know, shout this man out. He's the only one that had a ring with the Nuggets. But Cantavius Caldwell Pope going out in the crowd and pretending he's freaking Stone Cold Steve Austin and, you know, chugging a beer with a fan. That is so epic. That's That was awesome. That was really pretty cool. Yes. All right. So next up, we have the NBA draft that just happened uh, this past Thursday. Um, So we, everyone knows Wemby. Uh-oh. Hold on. Merit just commented on our post. Yep. <laughs> Distracting us while recording. Damn it. But um, he knows we're recording now, too. Does he? Are we talking about it? I think, uh, no, well, I think he knows we're recording tonight. I'm not sure if he knows when. Anyway. Yeah. I don't, we never, we never told him. But, um, I was gonna, what I was gonna say is, you know, we have first overall pick was Wemby overall, uh, number one to the San Antonio Spurs. I mean, probably worst kept, worst kept secret in the world. And then, an NBA draft, super interesting. I was wondering, Andrew, any winners and losers in your thoughts of this draft? Um, I think the Blazers was good. Um, I think Scoot was a great pickup for them. I think he could have gone second. I wasn't super knowledgeable on this um this class and stuff, but he seemed like a good comp with um Dame and they worked out together a lot before the draft and stuff. So I think the chemistry is a little bit already built in. And I'm starting to think after a lot of their moves and especially this draft that Dame might end up staying in Portland when I thought he was going to get traded. Um, I think the Celtics ran away with some stuff the with the deadline trade and then the trading of the first round pick for two second round picks to draft the player that they projected to go in the first round mm-hmm. to get their guy anyway. Like that was a good move. Um. But yeah, I think it was it was an interesting draft overall, but not yeah. I, I didn't run into any, oh my god, they drafted him. Like it was Yeah, it's all solid picks. Super them. interesting. I definitely I would say, I mean, of course, I'm if I'm the Spurs, I'm a hundred percent a winner of this draft. You know, Wemby is a one of a kind yeah. talent. Yes, sure. it's a little bit questionable how he's gonna handle the pounding of an NBA, the NBA league. But yep. just think about I just think about who the Spurs are going to surround him with. They're going to they're yeah. pr- literally bringing in three Hall of Famers in, you know, Tim Duncan, 
Tony Parker and Manny Ginobili all at once to help guide Wemby in his development as a player. And I don't think you can learn from one, not a better coach than Popovich. And then those three legends all at once, like you're, he's going to work with Tim Duncan every single day. So that's going to be working with the greats. Yeah. The greats. And not only just random greats, greats of San Antonio, like people that like, if you're a Spurs fan, like, know the coach, know what he's looking for. Yeah. yeah that's, it's going to be incredible. I'm excited to see what he does there. Um, And I also say the Blazers as well as winners, because I, in my opinion, I thought Scoot should have been number two because he's a super special player. And yeah. I don't know. I just feel maybe I'm getting ahead of myself. I just feel like there's just some sort of charisma, something special about him that, he's going to be something that we're going to be talking about in the future. For sure. For sure. I think he's definitely got a future. And I also think like, as you were saying before, people are, they're talking about Wemby and like how good he's going to be. But I think a big thing that we get caught up in around draft time and stuff is like projecting how good players are going to be and who they're going to play like when, um, um, but when we actually don't really know, like, 100% 100% how they're going to fit who's going to do well who's not going to do well like we just have to see what happens and so far I don't think anybody fumbled too bad or anything and I think a lot of teams got out with good players and good prospects yeah I would say definitely one one th- per this is not an exact NBA team that's a winner uh but I'm gonna go oh it says we only have nine minutes left I'm looking into it right now cool cool um, but I would say one winner that is nobody's really talking about is that league called the overtime elite. That t- yeah. that league had both the Thompson brothers drafted in the top five. And who knows? Like, this was one thing that I thought was very, very interesting for this draft. You had four out of the top five picks, all of them didn't go to college. And five out of the top 10 didn't go to college because you you count Scoot, you count Wemby, you count the Thompson brothers, and then Wemby's teammate was drafted by the Pacers seventh. Yeah. So I think that's a huge deal because now you're thinking, oh, if I don't really want to go to school, you're going to go ahead and just – Let's why don't we just go to this overtime league and make some money while we're developing? So I definitely think that is something to take into consideration. Are we gonna is college basketball gonna start losing some stars for people to go play in this overtime elite league? Or are they just gonna rather go overseas like Wemby did? And well, Wemby's from France, but is that the, I think that's something to think about. Like, you know, yes, college has those NIL deals. But, you know, what about what about these? I think it's just something to think about and look into. I already hear yeah. Merritt yelling in the, my in the ear. Kevin, it's not going to work because college has all these money. They're, you're not going to stop NIL. But I still think you may not get the elite of elite players because if they really just don't want to go to school, that's an, that can be an, an avenue. And that now yeah. that overtime elite can say, hey, just letting you know, we had two guys in the top five that played in our league. 
that yep. went, went drafted. Like that's yep. a big deal. And then soon a, had, or they can go play in the G League for the Ignite. Yep. Like that's like it's they now have a good person then, that's top three. Yeah, there's Euro League too, which is huge. Like um I know Lamelo went there and like Buka and um Jokic obviously played there when they were living in Europe uh before they started playing in the NBA. Yeah. Um but yeah, the there's a lot of avenues now to the NBA before and without college. Like it's it's very interesting to see. And I think we'll probably I think college ball will always be a thing. Um of course. but I think as time goes on, not everybody can pay for college. Not everybody wants to try to be the walk-on that earns the scholarship. And like there are guys that are gonna do that way and they're gonna get their scholarship or they're not gonna get their scholarship and they might try something else. But it's really it's good to see at basketball being so easily accessed by so many people with such good talent and such good skill. Um, so we're <laughs> out, we're back out here after some little tech difficulties, Brief technical difficulties, you know, that, um, the, that would be perfect for us to have an ad. If yeah. somebody would let us have an ad, we could somebody put your ad right there. So yep. if anybody wants us to read a little ad about what they do, let us know, you know, yeah. put, hit us up in the, in the, the, the DMS. So, yeah. Um, but of course, Kev, Kev, like you were saying, um, of the top five picks, only one of them went to college. Yeah, that is or, like, Brandon Miller. In college. Yeah, Brandon Miller from Alabama. Um, Victor played in Europe, obviously. Mm-hmm. A G League player in Scoot. And then the two Thompson brothers from the Overtime League. Yeah. So, so very interesting. Something to keep in mind that, hey, these kids, they have choices now. I think yep. the only other thing that would adjust that would legitimately be if the NBA lowered the age back to high schoolers coming out again. But yep. honestly, I I am okay with them not bringing it down yeah. because I think those high schoolers need that year to get seasoned somewhere else. Like I I think yep. about when I go back into my days, like Brandon Jennings, he needed that year in Europe to like, get a little bit of a wake-up call yeah he made some money got some stuff with under armor but i think he needed that wake-up call to play against how higher level competition and i know like go ahead some players can totally jump straight from high school into the league which we've seen players do it um very successfully um but i think even if there are players that can it's probably better for the league as a whole to have there are players coming in with experience outside of like public or private or prep high school basketball. Yeah. I I think it's, I think it, it helps basketball all across the all platforms just be better. Yeah. So, you yeah. know, you have those guys that want to go to college, you know, they'll be, they'll be there for a possibly one or done or two and done. You have those guys that, eh, I'm not really into college. Maybe I want to go make some play against some pros. You have, the Euro League, you have, you have the G League Ignite. If you want to stay in states, now you have the Overtime League. So, I think it'll be interesting to see how much of this is gonna really change the landscape. But, I mean, I think it's overall it's good for the game because everyone's getting better. Yeah, of course. And shout out to the rain coming down hard right now where I am. So, if you guys hear <laughs> rain in the background, my apologies. All right, so shall we move on? Do you want to, and do you want to leave this one off? Yeah, sure. Uh, let me pull up our uh, talking point. Yeah, so NBA trade time. Uh, we've had some some big stuff go on. Um, 
there was do we want to go in and does this the order that we want to do sure he could cool uh so we have chris paul uh, one of the five remaining Suns rostered players um <laughs> get traded to the warriors for jordan pool and draft compensation um which i think is probably a good thing for them yeah i mean see i thought in initially and we talked about it in our little group chat andrew i i thought it was a very interesting trade mm. for for the warriors to go after so you're thinking chris ball uh, if you were on our podcast last week, he was part of that trade that sent Bradley Beal to yep. Phoenix, and he w- went to Washington. Washington Chris Paul yeah. goes to Washington, and now he goes to a very guard-heavy Golden State team in which they traded a person who probably shouldn't have gotten as big of a contract so soon in Jordan Poole, and then they yep. got some draft compensation to come back. So... I definitely think it's a, you know, the Wizards, they'll get a talented person on their roster that he can maybe develop into a better player, not get have have as much pressure of playing on the Warriors in the Wizards. You have Chris Paul, very interesting with if you put him and if you put him and step together in the backcourt, you have Clay Thompson playing your three. Yep. Then who am, who am I? What do you have? What do you have? Wiggins. Like Tavon Lu- oh, Wiggins. Four. Wiggins playing the four and then Draymond playing the five. And who knows yeah, if Draymond is going to come back? Yeah, and we don't know if um there's heavy rumors that Draymond's leaving. A lot of people are speculating the Lakers, I've heard. Um yep. I've heard talks I've, of the Blazers as well. I've heard the Blazers as well. And weeks ago, like not recently, I heard something about the Celtics, but I didn't really think that that was likely. But I'm not sure if that has changed much. We have we have another trade to talk about and some other stuff going on with them. But I see him going to the Lakers if he goes anywhere. Um, mm-hmm. But well, we have to see, I guess. Yeah, I just you know I I understand what the dynamic of Chris Paul and Curry. You now have Chris Paul who can do the job of distributing the ball to Curry. Yep. Curry can play as a true two guard. Yep. Now my question is defensively, that is not the best defensively backward. I mean, it's not Chris Paul from no. early two thousands that you're no. you're having in there. It's a it's a much more injury plagued Chris Paul who has he hasn't played a full season in a while. And truth be told, he's been breaking down during the playoffs the last couple of years. Yep. If he wasn't breaking down, I'm pretty sure he'd have a ring by now. Yeah, the Suns would have had a ring a few years ago if uh, injuries. I wouldn't. I wouldn't think they when he was on the Rockets. When he was on the oh, Rockets, yeah, he would have. He would have had a ring by now. Yep. And uh, it's interesting that like the Warriors Rockets rivalry that was going on while Chris was on that team, and now they've brought him to with them, and they were going at it when he was on the Clippers, and it's a very interesting trade in that regard. Um, I think it's also important to mention ages. Um, the Warriors know they've been talking about it and analysts and people like us who just chat on podcasts have been talking about it. That team (laughs) is getting older and we're probably going to see, I would expect that the most recent championship from them will be their last led by this group. 
there's possibility mm-hmm. like the very last years of Curry and Clay's careers that a younger core might lead something, but this is probably the the end of that. And it's an interesting move to pass on what was a very dominant younger player on the team and then became sort of a inconsistency of sorts to get another aging guard that has people been talking about, especially in the last two years or so, about how much time does he have left and will this guy ever win a ring? Yeah, I know. And unless literally, unless the Suns have something, else, I'm sorry, the Warriors have something else up their sleeve that we don't know about. Uh, I just think it's a, it's a questionable move, but I'm good on talking about the Warriors. Let's go. What's that next trade that we got on? And we got I know the this... Marcus Smart three-way trade. Oh, I know. I know. Poor. I'll be honest. When this trade hit the fan, I didn't know what to do. I just looked yeah. at you guys because I was like, I was shocked. I will be honest. Um, I had a very different reaction than my co-host or our co-host Marriott did. Marriott is heartbroken about this trade. And with all respect, Marcus Smart has been a Celtic since 2009. He's mm-hmm. put his his heart and soul on the court for Boston. Yeah. Um, he wanted to retire a Celtic. He wanted, yeah, he wanted to retire in Boston, which I think would have been great. And I think there's also, like, a, there's a lot of rumors and stuff about the Celtics trading for him in a year or two or finishing his contract in Memphis and re-signing with Boston or something. And I won't get into that. But I think this is good. And I will miss Marcus and I will remember Marcus happily. And Mm -hmm. I like his legacy in Boston. However, there's, I would say there's somewhat of a blockade stopping the Celtics. And I think it's pretty evident when we get to the playoffs, we fall apart and it happens every game. And it's not really like, a, oh, they always do this. It's just something happens and this team, for some reason, can't figure it out. And I have always said uh, that I think it's because of Marcus. Not because of Marcus specifically, but Marcus is the emotional like leader of this team. However, at this point in his career, he might be the worst starter on the court. Ooh, wow. Which I, I hate to to brag on like to drag him through the mud like that but and marcus of course he's one of those players where the intangibles matter more than his stats and his numbers however he's inconsistent on shooting he often just throws the ball up doesn't seem to really regulate the team super i can't wait to have merit hear this and he's gonna get so mad at you he's going to get mad keep going keep going i and i hate to be saying it but i think it's true he you have market you have so you have Jalen Brown who's getting a supermax contract whether he signs with Boston or not and I'm unsure on what's going to happen there Jalen Brown was an all uh, team uh, all NBA two second team this year mm-hmm. Jason all NBA team all first wow I can't speak first all NBA team you're doing great one of like the top 10 top five I would say players in the league right now. Al Horford, who is statistically the best spot-up shooter from three in the league. This man does not miss on catch and shoot. You have Robert Williams sometimes starts. He's 
an absolute monster when he's not injured and he's very injury ridden, but when he plays and he's healthy, he plays very dominantly. And Marcus's defensive player of the year, in my opinion, if Rob had not gotten injured, would have gone to Rob. Mm. And then you got guys as like in Derek Rob White. Williams, right? Yeah. Okay. Um. And then you got guys like Derek White, who also starts sometimes, who's a little bit worse on defense, but his offensive production is better. His passing is better. His playmaking is better. He gets more rebounds. And so I think there's this, not tension, but it pulls the team apart when you have your emotional leader who isn't able to mentor the physical abilities of your team. He's an emotional leader. He's a veteran presence. He's great for those things, but he's, he can't, keep trying to lead a team from the bottom and not that he is the worst player on the roster and not that he doesn't deserve to start but you can't have two of the best you can't have one of the best duos in the league seconding to a guy who's gonna brick it off the glass every time and Mm. as much as i love marcus and i love watching marcus play i would i i'm i've been so surprised the past two years that he has continued to start Mm. Um, and I think as sad as I am to see him go, I think it might be the kick that they need to, it makes sense though. You're a hundred percent right. Level up. Yeah. And you have to, you have to, you can't, can't if you're, if you're, well, the way I broke it down was definitely sad that he left, but you can, if you're only getting to a certain point every year, you have to do something. You have you to switch, switch something up. And I think it might yeah. have been a sense of like a training wheel situation where when mm-hmm. you teach a kid to ride the bike, you need the training wheels. You need the guy there to show them how to do it. But yeah. once you can do it without the training wheels, they only make it harder and they only make it more difficult and more annoying. And so if there's a guy who keeps trying to be the boss and the guy in charge and the leader, when you should be defaulting to one of two or three other guys first, that's going to lead to some, I don't even know what you would, animosity maybe, not even like emotional struggle or turmoil between the guys, but you can't keep having two of the best players and one of the best duos in the league following. They should, they need that. You wouldn't, you wouldn't have Steph Curry listen to Andre Iguodala this year. You wouldn't. True. Although Andre Iguodala right. was very important and great for Steph Curry's career and for their early championship runs and he's the guy with the death ray from the martians thing you wouldn't he's he's surpassed him it's it's curry's team curry needs to lead that team and i think now it's jalen and jason's team and although marcus i think there was a way they could have kept him you can't straight up tell the guy you have to you can't be in charge anymore that's just that's not how it works Mm. so as much as I would have loved to see him stay, and I don't think he was detrimental to the team, I do think this this opens opportunity to see what it's like if he's not there. Absolutely. That was very well said, Mr. Andrew. That I've was been really thinking about good. this for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah, so like the way you know, you know, you said it beautifully, like you just only get to, to a point. I think about back in the day. Like I'm going, you know, before you and my time. I'm looking at about the Detroit Pistons. They couldn't beat 
Larry Bird and the Celtics for so long. And it came down to them trading the one of their top scorers in Adrian Dantley yeah. Yeah. to get the microwave Vinnie Johnson. And then the dynamic between Vinnie Johnson, Isaiah Thomas, and Joe Dumars just worked yeah. so much better, which yeah. caused the bad boy Pistons to win two titles until a gentleman by the name of Michael Jeffrey Jordan decided to come to the league and show up. Yeah. So yeah. the I way I almost it's yeah. almost very similar. I almost very similar. You had to make a move. And let's, you know, real quick, let's just make sure we break down this trade. So oh yeah. In this trade, so Marcus Smart was sent to the Grizzlies. Yes. The Celtics Smart got sent to the Grizzlies. The Celtics received the 25th overall pick and from this year. Yep. Which they then traded back for for two for second rounds. The Golden State Warriors top four protected first round pick next year. And Chris Bass Porzingis. Yes. And then Washington the Wizards. Go ahead. Got Danilo Gallinari, who I would have loved to see suit up in the Celtics jersey, but he was injured his entire time with us. So I don't see this as a total negative. Um, center Mike Muscala, who, I mean, I liked him, but he was like our third string, fourth string big. So like, I'm not super concerned about that loss. And that's it. Marcus the and Memphis gets Marcus. So the Celtics sent away three players, got two picks, and uh Chris Bass Porzingis. So yeah. I'm not sure. I've been seeing stuff about Porzingis. He keeps coming off his best season of his career last year. Yep. And I think he, he's awesome. I, I've liked him since he was on the Knicks. Um, however, there have been people saying that he wasn't happy being the second option on his previous teams. Okay. Now he's going to be the third, possibly the fourth, depending on if they off if they're gonna kick out and shoot threes more or if they're gonna pass in. It would really depend on what they what structure they're gonna run. Um, so I'm not hundred percent sure on how this is going to develop, but I think if I think we're set up amazing to play good team basketball. Like if we center around the three of them with JB, JT and Chris Babs and are able to run that offense well and pass and move the ball around, I think we'll be great. But I think if we settle down into ISO ball, like the Celtics for some reason keep doing at the end of the regular season, we might mm-hmm. get screwed. Um, but yeah, I think it's, I will, it'll be very fun to watch this team play. I think. Yeah, I'm I'm very curious how they're gonna how they're gonna run with somebody like Chris Dapps because he can take it back to shoot your threes. He can drive it a little bit. Uh he's a little bit taller, so that gives you a bigger body now that you're having the game, other than like Rob Williams and Al Horford's probably gonna retire soon. So yeah, maybe you know he can learn some pointers from working with Al Horford. But I definitely think I almost think when you look at it, each of the teams got a little bit of something. You have some, yeah. You got Wizards are getting a bunch of expiring contracts, you know, some draft capital. The Grizzlies are, are going to be without John Morant for 25 games. So I can only see Marcus being, you know, your star and your leader for those games. And now the Celtics are going to mix it up a bit. 
with yep. getting another all-star on their team. So now you got three all-stars on their team. So with yeah. Chris Dapps and I'm excited. I'm excited to see what they do. Uh, we'll, or whatever else. Cause I believe if I remember correctly, free agency starts this Friday. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Um, and there's still debates on trades with Brogdon and trades with, um, Grant and um, at one point Pritchard was saying that he wanted to be traded and I guess now that's been rescinded but I'm not 100% sure what's going to happen um, I also saw somebody uh, I forget who somebody on Twitter I think they were a sports center a bleacher report analyst saying like there's no way Chris ba- Chris Stapps would have signed without the caveat that they would trade Brown which I've hearing a lot before that trade happened that Brown wouldn't say with the Celtics, but I don't know. I feel like if you keep this team together, it's going to be expensive. That's for sure. Um, You're going to have to lose some bench pieces or something, but for the most part, I think if they can keep this group together, they're in a really good position for next year. Yeah. Great. All right. And then what do we got that? What's the last trade? What we got. The last on. trade is I'll let you run with this one because I don't know as much yes. about it, but John Collins to the Jazz. Yes, John Collins. Honestly, this came up literally yesterday because it came out of nowhere. John Collins got traded to the Jazz. Let me make sure I got the exact trade stuff correctly. Oh, they traded John Collins to the Jazz for veteran Rudy Gay and I believe if I'm not mistaken and a future second round second round pick so yeah. for the cap Jazz absorb cons in their cap space so they don't have to send back equal salary the Hawks will absorb Gay into a trade exception and with that create another 25 million trade exception for possible future trades but number one John Collins, I literally feel like for the last three or four years, I have heard his name being tossed around and that he's going to be traded from Atlanta and then nothing yep. happens. So I'm just happy that the poor guy is finally traded somewhere so he doesn't have to worry about that anymore. Yeah. And I look at the Wizards as the winners of this trade. I'm sorry, not the Wizards, the Jazz. You have, <laughs> take that lineup, you have uh, Laurie Marketing, all-star yep. this year. You have John Collins paired up in the front court. You have Colin Sexton, young, yep. talented guard. And that's going to be a really dynamic group that they have there. They have a lot of good young guys. And uh, I think his name is Kessler. I forgot the other guys' names. Forgive me. I'm drawing a blank. But that's you're going to run into a nice young roster after they had to give away their star player last yeah, year. They've also got Clarkson. Yes, my man Jordan Clarkson. Oh my god, how do I forget? Um, Taylor Hendricks. Yeah. Keonti George, Kelly Olenek. Yeah, this uh this team is pretty deep. Yeah, so like at least they've they've got bodies at least. I don't young know, guys, like sure young guys that are not these guys are, but yeah, young guys that are gonna put up numbers and if they can play within a, a solid system to their strengths, they can make some noise. So yeah. shout um, out to the Jazz. ESPN. Go ahead. Is projecting their starting as Colin Sexton at the one, Clarkson at the two, Markinen at the three, Collins at the four, and Walker Kessler at the five. But he's currently injured, so I'm not sure when he'll be back to playing for him, but he's got a minute to get. I love it. Beautiful. 
All righty. So with that, moving on to other news. So uh, we've been talking about guys transferring out. Uh, Alabama senior guard Javon Quinterly entered the transfer portal yesterday. Yep. Huge because he is, I believe, a senior this year. And, and he was one of their leading scorers. Really solid guy. I remember a lot of things talked about him when he was in high school. And I think it just this I know that's we have it as news. I think this is just kind of the, the norm right now because I think a lot of guys are really trying to see like what they're worth and see how yeah. much money they can get. NIL has really seriously changed the game and the landscape of college sports, especially for the bigger time sports. Because now, nowadays, like, people are like, all right, well, I did what I can at the school. Now let's see how much money I can make. Because if you think about it, and to their point, you are the average life of you being a pro uh, in, in, like, the NBA. It's it's not long for a lot of these sports. You're talking maybe three to four years max at the, at the end yeah. of a rookie contract. So these guys are trying to get that money now. And it's yeah. smart. And I respect it. So... Hopefully, um, he'll be able to find somewhere that he can go get some NIL money. I know there's a place that's looking for people that need some guards, a.k.a. at my alma mater, West Virginia, could use a solid guard uh, with yep. some of the activity they've been having. But do uh, you have any thoughts on Mr. Quinterly, Drew? Um, well, I know that he got injured, um, I believe, last year. Okay. Or, um, the most recent, most recent season, but he was playing during March Madness. Uh, he played uh, during the tournament. Yeah. Um, it looked like he played at Villanova and then transferred to Alabama for his sophomore season. Um, he started 12 games sophomore year, 27 games his junior, and then he tore his ACL in last March. Um, and he's been benched for most of this season, but he was included in the tournaments. Um, and he seems to be playing pretty well, but I'm not, I can't seem to find anything on why he's transferring, except that his relations with the Alabama coaches have soured. Um, mm. So I know I hope he does well on his new team. Um, I'd like to hear more about what's going on. Uh, but I know he seems like I was watching some highlights earlier today and he seems like he can play pretty well. Um, his shooting percentage is low, but it's college. So I'm not super surprised, um, but I don't know. Hope he does well. He's yeah. already 24. So I don't know how much longer he's planning on playing in college. I think he's currently technically a graduate player. Yeah, it has to be. It's, it's a, so, That's a long time already. So if anything to him, he just probably got like, maybe what, he's... one season. Too. One season to make some money, and then yeah. I'd say that's that. Just in case if he don't doesn't play, doesn't want to play, then he can move on with his life. You know. Yeah. All righty. So now moving on, we're gonna go ahead and talk a little bit about some some WVU sports. Some good news for the football program. We got a couple yep. of commitments. We got a commitment from Brandon Reeman, also a uh, wide receiver. I yeah, for next class. Out of Philly, and then commitment from a class of twenty four quarterback, Khalil Wilkins. He yeah. committed, I believe, this past weekend, right yes. after he went and did a couple of camps, and yeah. then 
just committed on the spot and on his post. He said he's a thousand percent committed. So that's some good news. We got our quarterback yeah. on the board for two twenty twenty four. Uh, you had you heard anything else on our on these guys, Andrew? Uh, I know that Wilkins is a three star recruit out of Maryland. Yep. Um, he was targeted by Bosick College. Um, I want to say like Charlotte and Maryland, maybe. Um, and then the other guy's a four star recruit wide receiver out of uh, Pennsylvania. And he seems like a dog. I was able to find some footage of him and he seems great. Um, but I'm not sure like how quickly he'll get incorporated with the, what the next season will look like with these guys. But um, it's definitely good to be getting these young pieces like right out of high school to see if they can like stay and like develop with the team and stuff. But yeah, it seems like good pickups. Yes. All right. Now, while you got the positive news for WVU football, not really for uh, WVU basketball. I mean, you have some some solids, things that happened. So I'm just literally going to go through it. So this weekend, as West Virginia was trying to go ahead and make their decisions on who they would like to have as their basketball coach, they're doing some searches. They're doing some interviews. A lot of people that were getting interviewed or rumored to be interviewed, you're you're talking. John Beeline, former WVU coach in the early 2000s before Hugs came, also formerly coached Michigan, former coach of the Cleveland Cavs, also was an assistant coach for the Detroit Pistons. You're talking Andy Kennedy, coach at UAB, a Huggins guy who was, you know, taught by Huggins. Uh, you had a couple of mid-major guys. I know there was a Division II coach there. He was like the head basketball coach for Division II basketball. I forgot his name. His name was in the mix. And then a couple other guys that were in the mid-majors. So in the midst of that time, three portal, three players entered the portal. Uh, forward Trey Mitchell, guard Kurt Creesa, who was transferred from uh, during the spring from Arizona. And then senior guard Joe Toussaint uh, entered the portal as well. After they entered the portal this past weekend, uh, West Virginia made it official and decided to go internally and hire Josh Eilert uh, as their interim head coach for the 2024 season. Uh, so they have him for the year, and then they were going to decide that they're going to reevaluate what the team staff, what's the team's outlook from there. With that uh, decision, Kirk Creesa had went on and entered – Took his name out of the portal to return to WVU. Uh, but on that same instance, we had center Mo Waggy and center forward James Okonkwo. They entered their names into the transfer portal. And also in which out coming out of yesterday, forward Trey Mitchell decided to commit and sign to the University of Kentucky. Andrew, before I go on my tangent. Do you have any thoughts on this? Um, well, I think um, I think Elliot is a good pick. Um, I totally understand and agree with the idea that there's not enough time and that going fully in depth into hiring a new coach is going to take more time than there is before the next season. Um, and I do hope that during this season they're like looking and like talking to people and like figuring it out 
and they'll really start like interviews and stuff next afterwards um before the following season uh it seems like most of the guys on the team wanted Elliot to be the interim if not permanent head coach for the mm-hmm. future but it's sort of a shitty position to be in because it's on one hand like you expect the guys to like stay with the team and like keep playing and like because they were on like the cusp of something good but it's also like if yeah. a lot of them are there because of Huggins mm-hmm. you can't really blame them for being like well I'm here because of this guy and now this guy is gone so do I stay do I go I think it's right. really I think it was really honorable to a sense for um Krisa to to say you know what like I'm leaving and then when they hired a coach, he was like, okay, you know what? This guy still has like what I'm looking for. He's very important in this program. I'll come back and I'll try like, we'll, we'll try to do it. And I think that's, that's pretty good to, to see guys like staying and changing their minds, that sort of thing. Um, but it sucks to see those guys go that were a big part of what we were up to. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, I think, like it just it's so i have so many thoughts because it's just like like huggins really screwed us yeah. like royally screwed us doing what he did um yep. does he need help yes and I, I talked about that the previous episode i'm not going to get into that now because then i'm just going to sound like a broken record but <laughs> it's just so hard because Yes, the, all these kids they played to they wanted they, the reason part of the reason they came here is they were gonna be able to play with a Hall of Fame coach who yeah. has helped so many people in the past, and now all of a sudden he's gone. If I were a player, I would probably as well, you know, see see what my options are. And yeah. all of them, everybody that's in the portal right now, they have the right to do that, and I respect their decision. You know, it just when I'm looking at it from the fan perspective, it just hurts because it's yeah. just we were on to something super special with the team that we were getting together. And yep. now yeah, we're on the verge of it falling apart piece by piece. Um, yep. I'm just happy that we at least got Kirk Kreaser back. So he'll be able to come back. I don't know what the outlook of everybody else is. I heard Toussaint has some visits that he's taking to – Texas Tech and Kansas State this weekend. Yep. Uh for Mo for center the Waggy. Uh he's got a lot of interest from DePaul right now. Uh and I believe one other team from the Big 12 I just forgot who. And then James, man, like he was a budding star that was getting ready to you know to spring into prominence. If he didn't get injured last year, he could have been really something special but I don't I, I I don't know. I just hope that we don't lose any more people. I do know that there are some people that may I've been hearing the rumblings of, you know, Jose Perez. He's deleted everything in, in, that's associated with West Virginia off his like Twitters and all social media. But also some of these guys that transfer to us, they've kind of maxed out all their ability to transfer. But someone yeah. like Jose Perez, if he was trying to transfer. He'd literally have to sit out another year. And yeah. yet you're you're talking like, are you really willing to sit out another year to play? Yeah. Like college basketball. Like <laughs> yeah, play college basketball. So like guys like guys like a, a Raekwon battle, 
he had the opportunity to leave as well. But I know he said on reports uh, that he's not really trying to trying to go anywhere, which is great. Yeah. So, but because I think what I, then this is just rumor. I don't know if they're true or not. Those guys that entered the portal, I know there's been rumors that they got a bump in what they were originally making nil wise. Yeah. So, with that. I believe that's kind of given those other guys who recently jumped in to be like, hey, if he's getting more, let me see what else I can get. Which, yeah, if I'm that player, I think it's extremely reasonable to see what I would be worth on the yeah. market. And if nobody if, can match what West Virginia's offering, then I come back. Yeah. And if um if you're in it, not exclusively for money, but if like money is like one of the big reasons that you're doing it, then yeah. yeah. Go go try to get a bigger bag. Go try to get more money. Uh, and if you can't, stay with where you're at. Um, but if if you're not trying to get money and it's like just a it's a great perk and that you're utilizing and you're like, oh, like I can make money from this, but I'm trying to get better at basketball and I'm trying to get to the league, then I know it makes more sense to me. Again, not a college athlete, but it makes more sense to me to stay in the system that you were in that is working. And right, they could completely overhaul it and completely change it now that Huggins is out. But I think if you keep a, a good core of what we had beforehand, I think you can grab the right guys. It it can still work. But I think if all of these guys keep leaving and all the ones that are in the transfer portal sign to other teams and don't withdraw, it'll be interesting to see what happens to this team. Yeah, I'm definitely curious to see what would happen. I like when I last looked, the only player that's like not that's in the portal right now that West Virginia was looking at is Rucker senior guard. Um he played for them. I forgot his name. Uh maybe Angie, you could find it for me. He averaged eight points a game, but he was one of Rutgers' better players. They've been looking Dub has been looking at him. But I definitely it's just going to be interesting. But I, I part of me says, in my opinion, I know Paul college. McKaylee. Yes, Paul McKaylee. That's the, the guy that they're looking at right now. Um, But I also believe, like, I wish they kind of, if they had this feeling that Eilert or somebody internal was going to be an option, then, like, why not try and pull the trigger a little bit sooner? Yeah. I do know, uh, you know, from talking to our college sources that me and Merritt have, you know, these searches normally take seven to nine days if they're trying to fill. But at the same time, if you knew it was going to be Eilert all along, I feel like you should have just kind of pulled the trigger. So be like, yeah. hey, guys, this is who's going to be here. He's you, He was with you from the beginning. You know, you know, let's let's get our names yeah. out, but this is what's going to be. Unity going. Yeah, so that's my only take on that one. Uh, it's a lot of it's going to be wait and see for 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 Dovey. I'm, I'm the next couple of weeks are going to be interesting because I feel like literally every moment if I look at my phone, there's going to be another person in the damn portal. So yeah. uh, we're just going to have to just go ahead and move on. But yeah. uh, in other news, I want to talk about this. So we got the World Cup coming up, uh, Andrew. One thing that I literally did was looking around while I was just kind of looking for other things for us to talk about. Check this out. So we have WV 
has one of their players who is an incoming freshman from Morgantown, West Virginia. Her name is Isabella Flanagan. And she's playing in this year's World Cup for the Philippines national team. Wow. Which is super hype because I'll be honest, you don't get me to meet people that are Filipino and went to West Virginia ever, except for me. So I was hyped to hear about that. She's going to be our yeah. fr- incoming freshman coming in the fall. So anybody watching the World Cup, I'm watching Team Philippines. I believe they're in Group A. May- see if they can do anything. I'm excited to watch uh, Isabella get some game in. And hopefully she puts it on. So she puts it on for the Philippines. She puts it on for WVU. So that was yeah, It looks super... like I was able to find her. She plays forward. Um, she played on the Philippines U18 team and their U20 team. Yeah. Um, she's scored multiple goals. Uh, she's mm-hmm. undefeated uh, for the Philippines when she plays. Uh, in her Let's first game, they beat Australia 4 nothing, and she scored her first goal against Malaysia in a 2-1 to win. Um, she represented the Philippines in the 2020 AFC Women's Asian Cup. I love um, it. Yeah. Yeah, and from... Super exciting. From Fairmont, West Virginia. So shout yep. out to Isabel. She's That's literally great. like... She's literally like homegrown from West Virginia, and she's Filipino. Yeah. Lit. Yeah. I love it. That's cool. So yeah. if, any, if anybody knows Isabella, we need to get her shout on this podcast. Because <laughs> she's Filipino. And she goes to WU. I got. I always yeah. got to make sure I support them. Um, yeah. But my last thing that I have, um, I literally just looked at it when we were, uh, just before we were coming on. So, Fanatics, the number one uh, sport retailer for all your merch. Today yeah. is Merch Madness. What the hell is that, uh-huh. you may ask? So, Merch Madness, so Fanatics is taking this day in which they're giving away about $20 million worth of team merch, which about rounds out to 300,000 units to 100 different locations and donating it to the, around the country to around 100,000 families. That's so, awesome. yeah, really, really cool. It's uh, manned up by Michael Rubin, the owner of Fanatics. They've partnered nice. with a lot of different people or all across the country. So in New York, you have guys like Lil Baby, ASAP Ferg, uh, Eli Manning was there. Russell Wilson. Awesome. Uh, down in Miami, you have DJ Khaled giving out products. <laughs> There's like a whole list. It's all over their stories on, uh, on on all their social media. But they're the fact that they're going ahead and doing that. It's uh, they call it their merch madness. First time they're doing it in history, which is really cool. Cause I mean, you know, shout out to them for like taking care of the communities and yeah. giving people like their favorite sports teams or just giving yeah. whatever they can give. So I need that's to cool. shout out them for that. And that's why it's really all I had. So I figured we'd talk about our team apparel. Andrew, what do you got rocking on? So I don't own a Marcus Smart jersey that fits me anymore. I used to have one when I was in middle school. I had the green with the black letters that they used to wear. Nice. Um, but I wanted to wear a jersey to commemorate somebody who got traded. Um, okay. So I'm wearing my CB3, the Valley jersey. Um, Love it. I know he's been on the Wizards beforehand. Um, 
there wasn't enough time to get a wizard jersey no i'm kidding <laughs> uh, <laughs> um but i like i like chris paul i hope chris paul wins a ring actually um golden state might be the place it'll be interesting to see if that happens uh, i think odds are he'll go somewhere else if he's going to like win the ring but i don't know you never i as i've said many times this podcast you can never bet against steph curry so, very true um we'll have to see what happens but um i think this team that team could be good and i want to see see what happens and how they work together so yes. repping chris paul today there you go so my jersey um rocking one of the philippines natural jerseys that my parents got me when they went to the philippines uh, i wore the blue edition a couple episodes ago so i figured i had to wear the white one today and I'm wearing number six for the Philippines. Andrew, would you like to take a guess at who this is? He is in the NBA currently, so I'll give you that. In the NBA currently? Oh, yes. Um, is it how? Wait, give me like an age range. I would. He's probably in the mid-20s. Jalen Green. He is Filipino and he should be playing for this team soon. But no. Uh let's just say this. We talked about him a little bit Today? earlier. Yeah. Oh. Uh oh, Clarkson? Yes, sir. This yeah. is Jordan Clarkson's there we go, Jordan uh Clarkson. Filipino national team jersey i couldn't believe that my parents got it because i was so <laughs> when they sent me the picture they only sent me like the like the the the, the, the top where it just says filipinas yeah. and i was like oh i didn't think they had a number so then when i finally got when they got home and i unopened it i was like oh shit who's that? and then my mom was like oh there's names on the back i don't know if you know them so one of them the blue jersey number 25 is Japeth Aguilar, former <laughs> Division One player for Western Kentucky, now yep. just crushing it in the Philippines, and then number Ooh. six having to be Jordan Clarkson, Jordan Clarkson. which is That's... fire. This jersey yeah. is a two X Asia size, so it's a large American. So, <laughs> um, I know I my parents made fun of me so hard because they were like, yeah. There's nothing your size because you're too fucking big. So <laughs> this is the like I literally grabbed like they grabbed like the biggest size and like everything they bought me. Yeah. So it's like, well, thanks, mom. Like I don't know what else to tell you. I'm not small. So, but yeah. um, that, I that's was, the I was struggling. I didn't know how many Filipino players I could pull out. I was like, I know, like I had like three offhand. I was like, who's which is be? pretty much that's total. So yeah, like, it's literally. If you're thinking of Filipino players, so Jalen Green, you yeah. have Jordan Clarkson, and that's really that's really it right now. Um, and like, are you gonna look up who else is Filipino and yeah basketball um, NBA? Yeah. Wow, uh, Clarkson and Jalen Green are the first two Filipinos to play in the NBA. Yeah, it's pretty and legit. I don't, it doesn't look like any other players are filipino yeah it's heartbreaking we need more of them basketball is the number one sport in the philippines so it helps that you got guys like jordan clarkson and Jalen green playing so it looks like there's a few in college 
Um, what do you got? Let's see. I'm getting so many ads. Uh, oh, wait. Nate Robinson is Filipino? No, he's not. There's no way. Oh, apparently he's one eighth Filipino. I don't know if that counts. Um, there's That's a guy hilarious. on the Hartford Hawks, DJ Mitchell. Okay. Um, which his full name is actually Donovan Mitchell, which is kind of funny. Uh, he's from Melbourne, Australia. Um, Kai Clark from Virginia. Okay. Yeah. Uh, who's from the Ecolos and relocated to Hawaii. Okay. Um. And this guy played on the U.S. team, Kamaka Hebe. Okay. Hebe? Hebe? Um, um, Gerard Lucas on Oregon State. Okay. He's Filipino. And uh, Ron Harper Jr. on Rutgers. Ah, okay. Oh, and then Josh Pierre-Lewis at Temple as well. Okay. Nice. Yeah. So, so we got a little couple like people. The- Looks like there's only two active people of Filipino descent uh in the league. Okay. So then it's just so just Jalen Green and, and yeah. Who I could this? be completely wrong. I'm sorry if I'm underrepresenting the Filipino community in the NBA, but according to um at tonabai.com. Oh, that's the same like thing a, that I that I just pulled up. Yeah, and it looks like it's a lot of, they have a lot of stuff on here about Philip. Yeah. Because uh sports. yeah, I do remember I for, totally forgot about Ron Harper that uh yeah. he uh he married a Filipino wife, so that's why oh he's like Filipino, like like half Filipino. Yeah, Ron Harper Jr. would be. And then yeah, Jalen Green number two, and then Jordan Clarkson number one. Amazing. Yeah. Shout out to Filipinos out here. Shout out to Filipinos in the NBA. Yes. Yes. Shout out to all the people in the NBA. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. So that's pretty much what all I had this week. I think that's all we got, folks. Is there Um, there anything else that we need to talk about? Any other sporting news? um, Wemby's not playing in the international game, I believe. Oh, yes. I did put that in there, too. Totally forgot about that. Yes. Wemby is not playing the FIBA World Cup this summer because he'd like to focus on his rookie season for the NBA, which yep. him, that France team was going to kind of be pretty scary with. Yeah. It would have had him and Rudy Gobert together. There was that yep. French team was supposed to be real scary if Wemby ended up playing. But yeah. um, I one, imagine he doesn't. I imagine he doesn't want something like that happen to Chet to happen, where like yeah. he was playing in um like auxiliary games and got injured. Yeah, and I wait. We should mention that really quick. Chet plays his rookie season next season. Yo, that's right, Chet. So like, he hasn't. We so like, I'm sure people will get pissed off, and it'll sort of be like another Ben Simmons sort of thing. But like. He hasn't played in the NBA yet, so we'll also we'll have two Kevin Durant body type players in their rookie season with Wemby oh and Chet. I know. God, 
forgot Chet's another one that needs to like eat a freaking sandwich. Yeah. My God, like, it's just like <laughs> the two of them. It's just, it's just like <laughs> get some freaking food in you. God, just I saw a quote with Wemby the other day that was something like, "People keep telling me to gain weight. Why?" <laughs> and I was like, "Bro, so you don't get absolutely bodied by like LeBron? Like, what? Nor- what nor- is he? What is he gonna do when like?" joker slams it on it like the, when the joker comes in on you like what are you gonna do bro he, yeah joker will beat the shit out of him yeah he's gonna be like hey man i got 47 points and yeah. like yawn at the same time yeah and like Shaq will come out of retirement just to yam on that man like <laughs> oh my god <laughs> can shout if can Shaq still dunk i wonder if he could still dunk. yeah oh yeah i bet you probably and he'll make Wemby look silly yeah. Oh, he would. Oh, that would be crazy. We should bring. We should bring. Um, bring Shaq back. Um. Yeah. He's seven four and only weighs two thirty. Oh my goodness. Oh, that's so light. Like, where? Where's all the? You know what the thing is? Also, is like those tall guys got to be super careful because like running a basketball is running up and down the floor yeah they need to make sure they need to take care of their knees i don't know if he if he's gonna wear like knee pads or something he or Our like cases. or yeah he just less it weighs less than kevin durant who's Wemby? six inches shorter how much does one be weigh again 230 and i weigh more i weigh more than 45 Giannis weighs more than Wemby. Giannis is two forty five as well. LeBron is two fifty. Damn, yo, I these guys, these guys are gonna like. I don't even know. Like, Giannis is six eleven and weighs ten pounds more than seven four Wembenyama. Oh like, my god, Wemby. This needs... will be interesting to see how it goes. Wemby, if, if if you hear us out here, please eat a sandwich or two. So the Manly Nations podcast is in support of women Yana gaining weight. Yeah. Not dude, you don't have to gain a lot of weight. Maybe no, like, like like 15 pounds, 10 pounds. Yeah, a freshman there. 15. A freshman 15. Yeah, put on the freshman there. 15. See if you can like just stack up a little bit. All yeah. right, Kev. Well, try we got trivia, right? We got one one last thing, folks, just the trivia, and then yep. we'll be out of here. So yeah. Kev, my trivia question to you. What? NYC concert venue has passed Madison Square Garden to become the highest grossing venue for concerts, family shows, and other events besides and excluding sports. Okay. Uh, it's, it's, oh man. Damn. I wanted to say it was MetLife Stadium, but I don't know if it's a big stadium or you're talking about just like more like arenas. Hmm. Or is that like gonna ruin the the answer? Well, I will say, isn't MetLife in New Jersey? It is in New Jersey. This one is in New York City. This is in New York City. Okay, it's in one of the five boroughs. Oh. Okay. Did the Barclays Center do it? Yep. Really? Excluding sporting events, the Barclays Center has passed. Madison Square Garden in terms of revenue. That's going to make Madison Square Garden charge now everybody 30 times more to enter that goddamn building. Yep. 
Yes, it is. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that is my entirely God. what's going to happen. Great. Now, instead of spending $200 for Nick's ticket, it's going to be like 800 for yeah. my seats. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Got to love it. All right. Well, guys, that probably is going to be one of our shortest episodes ever because, yeah, I, we didn't really have too much. It's summertime. It's hard to talk about. But um, just some things for you guys to keep an eye out for. So we out here. Uh, Kevin's birthday edition um, at Yankee Stadium is going to be coming out around the end of this week after the, our podcast. Yep. Keep an eye out for that. Uh, Merit and I, first week of July, we're going to be going to a New York Liberty game, yep. uh, which will be really, really fun. Uh, and then end of July, I'm also going to go ahead and see a wrestling event down in the Prudential Center at The Rock. So we'll, we'll, that's going to be a part, another We Out Here episode. Then you keep keep in mind, once we get closer to September, the Backyard Brawl is coming. In part which, three. Part three, in which you got me and Andrew and Merritt and, and my uh, Mark. Mark, I think our number one fan, Mark, is supposed to be coming with us. Yeah, Leland will make up an appearance. Leland will most likely make an appearance. And then also, well, probably Cyrus, Cyrus mm-hmm. is a maybe. It Cyrus all depends on his There's possibility yeah. of Cyrus. There we'll tease you with the possibility of Cyrus. <laughs> if we get Cyrus to come with us, it will be that the would most be epic trip ever. Yeah. Um, and I can't wait. I definitely feel like I need to possibly buy like a little gimbal to like have mm. while we take videos. So stay tuned for that. We're excited. Um, our tickets are bought. I'm just waiting for Ticketmaster to process like where our tickets gonna be, but they they took the money out of the account already, so so we'll be they, getting tickets. We'll be getting tickets, so that'll be that. And then if there's any of these, I know we're Mary and I are working on getting a couple of guests. Uh, so stay tuned for that. And yep. then shall I uh outro us out, Andrew? Yeah, outro us out, Kev. And right. the uh, the second installment of Kevin and Andrew take over the podcast. Yes, yeah, is that will be out for you guys to watch on our YouTube channel. Which yeah. great segue! Make sure you check out our YouTube channel. Yeah, at the Manly Musings Podcast. Leave some comments. I'd like to see other comments other than Cyrus. So please. I love Cyrus's comments, but uh, we would love to see others. Yeah, interact with Cyrus because he's definitely commenting. Yeah, and I also want to know, like, sometimes Cyrus writes something, but I have no idea what he's referencing in his <laughs> comments. It's like he's probably watching during the episode, and he's like, he's you, commenting you're episode, someone else, which is great. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you got you have that. You have uh our YouTube page. Make sure if you want to listen to us, listen to us on all streaming platforms. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify. Google Play and Amazon Play. Feel free to follow the Instagrams. Uh, podcast Instagram is the Manly Musings Pod. You can follow Andrew at a Millville fifty six. Follow Merritt's Instagram at Merritt underscore P. Follow me at kquaver six two four. And man, we have ten open episodes till episode one hundred. Everyone, so stay tuned for that. We gotta. I have me and Merritt got to plan something huge for that one. Um, so just keep an eye out for that. But other than that, gave you a short episode. Enjoy this one. Have a great night, guys. Peace. Peace, y'all.